Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Only ones that get a pass is ones with the free gift. The only ones that, that get a pass is the ones that possess the free gift. And then only their righteousness or lack thereof, as far as works are concerned, are just for rewards. Everybody else's every sin and thought, bad idea that ever crossed your mind will be broadcast before eternity in the future and everyone present. That's according to Revelation chapter 22, or chapter 20, excuse me, wrong reference. Sooner or later, got to cut you down. But oh, no, oh, oh, we're 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 the body of Christ, right? We're Christians. Hmm? We name the name of Jesus Christ, right? We're covered in the blood, right? Doth not yet appear what we shall be. We know when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, right? Beloved, now are you the sons of God, right? Do you act like it? Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless the things that are said tonight, Father, with your Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit be the teacher. Bless the reading of your word, the exposition of your word. Father, may nothing be said that's contrary to your book. And if it is not contrary to your book, Father, let it let it have the effect that you intend for it to have, just like you promised in Isaiah that your word would not return void. Whatever you do will give you all the honor and the praise for it, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray, and for his sake alone, amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. And um, amen and amen. And that's just the way it is. We take this stuff for granted, folks. We take this assembly for granted. I take it for granted. Now, don't tell me that you don't, okay? We're all, all flesh is grass. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, folks. There's not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not, okay? Lost or saved. Because we still towed around a dead corpse. If we're saved. If you're lost, you're dead through and through anyway. Dead spirit, a whole shooting match. You just happen to be a zombie. And there must be a new creature in Christ created within you. Can I get an amen, Brother David? Amen. Absolutely. Any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, old things are passed away. All things are become new. <laughs> except for my money. Oh, except for that, God. You can't touch that. That's mine. <laughs> there he goes, talking about that again. You better believe it. You say, why? I hadn't got the first email, the first phone call, the verse, how you doing, kiss my butt, have a nice day, hope you're getting better, this is all I could do, glad to help you out, you're my brother in Christ, I really do love you, I appreciate what, not the first freaking single period note of any kind. Now, now let me back up now. I'm not talking about Brother Pete from Australia. I'm not talking about Brother Chad. I'm not talking about Brother Brian Marsh from Great Britain. I'm not talking about Brother Emmett from Ireland. 
I'm not talking about Brother Kevin. I'm not talking about Brother Tony Adams. I'm not talking about Brother David Hummel. Okay? Because those people I just named are solid as a rock. Solid as a rock. By their fruits ye shall know them. That's why I have no problem saying that. But you other people, and God bless your heart. Brother Dave, please read verse 17 to verse um, 21, please. And if you, you folks think I'm out of line, okay? No, no, I'm just first century Christianity, okay? First Timothy chapter 5, 17 through 21. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Do you think for, for four years that you've heard any laboring in doctrine here, you've heard more Bible doctrine than you'll hear on 19 and a half out of 20 other programs? I said doctrine, okay? I didn't say opinions about the Jew, all right? I said Bible doctrine comparing Scripture with Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. Am I bragging? No. I'm just a Bible teacher and a pastor. Okay? Now start the verse again and read on, brother. Okay? Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. For the Scripture saith, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the uh, the corn and now, the laborer is worthy of his reward. Now, do you catch? Do, do, do you think that's metaphorical and allegorical, or have you got enough? If the spirit of God dwelleth in you, do you have enough sense to interpret that yourself? Do did have you obeyed that when it comes to this program, especially after a plea and an asking for some help that was needed? severely and is still needed i mean i said i never would ask for anything i asked for help because i needed it i'm praying for you for god's sake stop i'm so sick and tired of that conscience placating uh sentence i'm praying for you brother don't pray for me pray for the niggers in africa okay <laughs> it'll probably have about as much impact. Because I know what the book says, okay? We went over all the scriptures Friday nights a week ago. Tonight makes seven days. Seven days. Now, Brother Dave's going to show you where I'm, what I'm telling you is purely scriptural. Go ahead, Brother. Against an elder receive not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses. Them that sin rebuke before all, Bingo. that others also may fear. That's right. Them that sin rebuke before all. I'm not sinning, call, give, give nothing. Really? James chapter 4, brother Chad. Okay. Read verses 16 and 17. 
James chapter 4, verse 16. But now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. You got that? I thought sin was transgression of the law. See, that's all the other flaming idiots will tell you. If you, it's called the sin of omission. It was our blessed Lord that rose the third day that said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Folks, I hate, you know what? It makes, my, it makes me drop in a knot to even have to talk about this subject again. And you know what you're going to do? You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart. The prophet spoke well of you. You serpents, you generation of vipers. How could he possibly say that? Because your actions dictate that you're no different than a freaking Jew. That's why. Well, I've got my, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm working out my own side. No, you're not, you're disobeying the book. Brother James says, if you see a brother have need and you tell him to go be ye warmed and filled, your faith is dead and is of no good. Doesn't it say that, Brother Chad? <laughs> uh, yes, I believe so. Oh, well, I know so. Why don't you just go read it to him, okay? Okay, is that in uh, chapter, chapter 2? Chapter 2, I believe. It's in 2 or 3. Man, I hate talking about this subject. I don't get. I don't. I have no pleasure in it at all. And some. And spiritually speaking, spiritually speaking, folks, don't misquote me. Spiritually speaking, some of you, and I'm, and I, and I say this in love. For the body of Christ's sake, you're about as useless as tits on a boar hog. And you know how useless that is. You take, and you take, and you receive, and you receive, and you learn, and you feel, and you continue, and it's all about you. And you will come into judgment for the very thing you're talking about. And so will I. What read, Brother Yeah. It's a great attack on the hypocrite. James chapter 2, starting in verse 14. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food... Now wait, just stop just a minute. You can extrapolate that out, folks, into anything... Quebec, everybody ain't running around out there naked and destitute of daily food. There's other needs in the body, okay? Don't even try to go there, okay? Go ahead, brother. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which, which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so... If it hath not worked, oh, even so faith, 
if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Bingo. Bingo. And if you think your white skin's going to make up for it, you're as full of excrement as a Christmas turkey. Okay? And that's, that's, that is packed full. You are deceived, and you've deceived your own self, and you listen to a bunch of people that has deceived their own self and are deceivers themselves. You can, and, and Dr. Ruttman, bless his heart, oh, how I wish you, I remember us fishing out, was mullet fishing out on in Pensacola Bay, casting nets one night. There was about four of us and had a fire built, and, yeah, we'd wait till we'd hear the mullet jump out, and then we'd go throw the cast nets, and we'd we'd dress the mullet on the on on the beach, and and we'd fry the mullet up. It was wonderful. We had a great time. That's that was some of the greatest times of my life, spending time with my professor and my Bible teacher. He said, "Brother, he always smack his lips." He said, "I tell you about Christians. Ain't seventy-five percent of them ain't worth powder and shot. Take to blow them to hell. That's just the way it is. That's what he'd say." And I and we would all say, My gosh, what is he talking about? We're talking about a man sixty five years old, been in the ministry since he's twenty five, okay? Been all over the world. All right. Led thousands to Christ. Genius. He said, Brother, I tell you, you get a church out there and you're gonna find out about you you've got a hundred people, they won't be they'll only be about five of them be worth be worth anything. The rest of them wouldn't be won't be worth a powder and shot. Take the blow them to hell. You know what? He's right. I thought I'd never say the die. I thought oh he's gotta be wrong about that. No, he's right. You know why? Because none of you outside of who I was talking about, outside the ones I named you don't know anything about the crucified life. Right, brother David Kennedy, how would you have made it into Ukraine if somebody didn't send you money, brother? Would you have starved to death? David Kennedy. Uh, yeah, people uh, helped there. and I Oh, yeah, they sure did. Help too. And if, you, yeah. and if they, you hadn't received, you would have went lacking, wouldn't you? Uh, yes, I would have. Absolutely. Uh, any of you people in the chat room, if you, do, you have, do you have a job? Do you work at Dollar General? Do you work at a, a mill? Do you have a factory job? Uh, wonder if you worked two weeks and it, on, when it came time for payday, there was nobody there with a check. How would you feel? How would you feel? Put the shoe on your foot. And see... But it's supposed to be different for somebody that spent their whole life in the book and devoted their whole life to teaching a bunch of suckers that could care less about the condition of their body of Christ. See, them that sin rebuke before all, and him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. I am on standing on perfect scriptural ground. And I hate to even do it. Never have done it before. But it's just a fact. You can use your... Hey, and the, coming up here in Matthew, the Lord's going to shoot your family down as an excuse. He's going to shoot every excuse you got down. 
All right? You don't have an excuse that the Lord is not going to turn upside down and stick in the trash can. But will you believe it? Will you even make an attempt to apply? I got people in the chat room right now that I've watched grow in the last four years that's come from knowing nothing about biblical doctrine to they understand the Christian walk, the crucified life. They understand, like the, like the Lord told the Apostle Paul, it's more blessed to give than to receive. They understand it's just not going to come back on them threefold to where they'll receive rewards, but because it's their duty and obligation, that's obedience. Salvation is not life insurance policy. It's not a fire insurance policy, folks. It's a way of life. It's not a one-time shot, contrary to some of my Baptist brethren. Even the attempt, not even an attempt, was made. If some of you are new and didn't know and didn't hear, go back and listen to last Friday night's program. Or maybe you done picked up on what I mean now. I asked for help because I need some help. Severely. That ain't counting tithes and offerings, folks. I said I need some help. Yeah, but my kids. Yeah, okay, fine, fine, fine. See how much you take of them with you in the next life. According to the book, not a sap-sucking thing. The only thing you carry to the next life from this is godliness. We read it the other night, didn't we, Brother Chad? You guys and your mute buttons, okay? Unmute them. Chad. Amen, amen. Thank you. You're getting too used to muting me out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. We're live. Godliness is profitable not only in this life, amongst the brethren in the body, but also it has it has reward in the life which is to come. Only thing you can carry across the veil. Because that's part of your good works here, see. You know, the other night Brother Chad gave testimony which but, but Listen, if there's anything I've learned about Brother Chad, is he, there ain't nothing about him fake, folks, okay? <laughs> he going to talk to you on the street just like he talks to you on this program, right? And I appreciated that testimony. Sister Maureen Handy, Brother Chad? Uh, I not told you to tell her to be ready. Oh, she'll be ready. She's uh, just uh, uh, She's just with uh, Fink there. With who? <laughs> the dog. <laughs> oh, we've named the dog Fink. That's good. I love it, man. <laughs> ah, that's suitable. Inside joke. Yeah, inside joke, brother. Inside joke. But while we're waiting on Sister Maureen, Brother Dave, if you would give word testimony. You've been with me for almost four years. 
Give work testimony, yeah. brother. Uh, well, um, I first started listening to um, Christian. Well, I, you know, I, I've been saved going back to late 1977. Um, and, you know, I was following the Lord and, you know, I got a little bit cold in my heart there after I got divorced and um, then came back and, you know, went on the mission field and everything and went to Bible college first and all that. And then um, I was supposed to do some pastoring and all that, but, you know, I kept rejecting these pastors, and I think I made some mistakes along the way. But so I was examining this Christian Israel message, and I kind of got into it pretty serious uh, for about a year, year and a half, two years. And then I realized uh, something wasn't right here, and I was even considering getting divorced over what I thought wasn't, you know, 100% pure white DNA in my spouse. So uh, then I heard Don, and I uh, listened to his message a few times, you all, actually for several months, and then I decided to call him. And we were talking about this, and it became more clear to me that I indeed was wrong. <laughs> and uh, so that that's the start of... Um, well, I had actually listened to almost every program before I called them. And then proceeded to listen to all the ones I missed afterwards, which wasn't many. And then, uh, so I changed. Obviously, I repented of all that nonsense and um, have been, you know, listening and reading for Don since then. So it's, you know, been a great help in my life and changed things, you know. Who knows what would have happened? You know, probably would have been ugly. In other words, Roman eight twenty eight, right? Yep. Nothing happens by chance to a true believer. Is Sister Maureen handy, Brother Chad? She is back in the abode. Okay, if you don't mind, put that sweet voice of hers on the telephone. There, here she is. Hi, Pastor Don and everyone. Hey, sister. It's a blessing to hear you. If you don't mind, give us a little word of testimony, sister. Of course. Like, if I had three hours, <laughs> I could give the whole thing. But I have to say that, as it says in Romans ten seventeen, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it was not really until... We started, sorry, I just came back from walking my little dog outside. It's okay. It's actually time, sis. But um, when the Lord blessed us with finding this program and praise the Lord that there were supporters of this program up until the time that we came across it, because I don't really know where Chad and I would be. Um if we hadn't found it because we had left our church and, you know, our pastor was, if you want to call her that, was starving the entire flock and I had gone to church my whole life pretty much and had never even known, like, who the Apostle Paul was. 
I never really learned a scripture and it was like, you know, and we always gave money to the church, every church that we went to. It was just a normal thing that everybody does because you're there and you can face everyone. But since I've been in this assembly, I just think of all the brothers and I haven't been lucky enough to um, talk to any sisters yet, but or I haven't talked to any of the brothers either, but I pray and think about everyone every day and it's been a huge blessing in our lives. Once you start living by faith and like Pastor Don says, we have to test that muscle and we have to work it or it's not going to grow, you know like doctors practice medicine and we have to practice our faith or we're not going to be able to rely on it. And right. you always would say, you know, you're not afraid of anything. And I think about you down there and where you live and how you have to help people there as well because yeah. giving is part of your life. And, you know, when we started giving to this ministry, it's kind of, the main goal of my entire business now is to, in any way I can, to be able to help the ministry, you know, financially, because the Lord has blessed us with a successful business, and it's a lot of work, and now that we're 100% doing it for the Lord, I have to say that it's probably (laughs) at least 50% doubled in its success. And you would think, oh, well, it must be 50% doubled in the amount of work. Well, it's actually much easier because we're doing it for the Lord now. You know, any ideas that I had of anything that I had to do for myself is gone. And all of the time that I have to work and all the time that I spend sewing, I'm studying to show myself approved unto God, which is another verse that, I'd never heard before, and I was remembering, well, also that that was the first scripture that I ever memorized, and I have never had a teacher even tell me to study the Bible, believe it or not, and we've had, like, lots of great, you know, ministers in the Presbyterian Church, you know, they're nice men, and they have nice families, but... It's not really about niceness. It's it's the difference between having faith and belief in the Lord Jesus Christ in your head or is it in your heart? Because if it's in your heart, then you believe that this life is a gift that we're supposed to give back to the Lord and it's not for ourselves. And when you read the Word of God, that message comes through 100% that It's for his kingdom, and anything that we do is for him. So, And when you feel the joy and the truth that you get from studying the word of God, then you don't need a lot of the things that you thought that you used to need. And that's come through in our life. And another thing we learned from Pastor Don about being a fruit inspector is just so true and plain. And that verse is very handy on a daily basis Um, and I just am so grateful for this ministry and all the brothers um, like just before we found the ministry I was so getting tired of everything and I just deleted all my friends on Facebook and um, 
you know, they weren't really friends, but now the few I have are just people in the assembly and I want to see that that grow. And I really truly believe that we're going to be able to see each other together and we're going to be able to, um, if it be the Lord's will have like a brick and mortar place where we can see each other's face and, the only way that's going to happen is if we all work together. And I believe that the message that this assembly has to share is so important and it's the truth. And there's so many people um, like Chad and I who are just wandering around and looking for a church and an assembly where we can learn and study the word of God because all the churches want you to look outside of the word of God. They want you to look for like a pastor who's written books and to see everybody else's opinion. And, you know, that's not, that never bears any fruit. And Don teaches a hundred percent the word a hundred percent all the time, you know, and no matter how he teaches it is always plain. And it's, if he has an opinion on something, he tells you that it's his opinion and the fruit is there and this and uh, I guess I just I know could go on and on about that but that's how I feel about this ministry and praise the Lord and Chad is also just been affected so amazingly and we're just every day we praise the Lord and it really has changed from like the head to the heart and you begin to look at the world around you and, you know, that friend that you had that doesn't believe when you used to just think you didn't have to talk about the Lord to them becomes, like, more of a mission because you realize that, you know, Jesus loves them and you love them too. And it's it's more important um, to be able to have, you know, if you tell someone, oh, all this about your faith and the word, they're still going to need a teacher because they're not going to be able to teach themselves. So that's what I think about when I think about the ministry growing is having a place where other elect and all sorts of types of people can, can know the truth. Amen. Amen, sister. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, sister. Don't let anybody ever say that Brother Don hates women because that's a wonderful testimony, Sister. I appreciate you very much. You've been a blessing in my life. And um, to those people that in your in your family, I just I just hope and pray as I fast and pray for them all the time, like Paul and Angelica, Angelica, I forget how to pronounce their name, and Ezra and those in the family. I just hope that they come to the knowledge of the truth, sister. And um, I'll never forget them in prayer. I'm taking them to the Lord. And eventually the the choice is going to be theirs. And we just got to keep praying for them, sister. Amen. Pray without ceasing. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) And I know you're faithful and true in your prayers. And we just appreciate that so much. And I don't think people realize how much doing the three programs a week and it's not just, you know, the easiest thing in the world. It's a full time <laughs> commitment that you study and you work hard all the time and you're there for anybody that needs to call you. So I would say to anyone that's listening that hasn't called Pastor Don that it's just so worth it to call him. 
<laughs> thank you, sister. I appreciate you very much. Bro- yes, brother Kevin, you. you've got a word you want to say, brother? Yeah, I know you're a man of few words. You're more of a man of action. But you got a few words you want to say, brother Kevin? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Go right ahead, might brother. Well, might as well put everybody on the spot. <laughs> Go right ahead, brother. Um, Well, I've known Pastor Dom for a year and a half, two years before the start of the program. And, well, it made a huge difference. And I, I was in the, I guess, the Christian identity scene, if you will, to um, some extent, anyway. And, you know, a lot of it... <laughs> It's true, of course, but then there's a lot of it that is just garbage, and then there's a lot of hatefulness. And uh, and but I've met some decent people, and and one of them was his daughter, and she uh, she introduced me to Pastor Don. She just knew we'd get along, so <laughs> and, and, yeah, we hit it off pretty good. And uh, I was praying for a long time that other people could hear what me and him would talk about. And then he started the program because I didn't really know any way to uh, to do it. I didn't know what to do about it, just pray about it. And he's the one that started the program. And then I kind of just jumped in because, you know, he can't see well. So I wanted to help him out. And that's how I got, you know, involved with him when he started it. And it's just been a blessing to me. To, to learn all that I've learned. It is just the most amazing thing. And, you know, people think they can sit there with their Bible and read their Bible and, and they're covered. But, you know, you might want to read the part about God created pastors and teachers. And he did it for a reason. If you didn't need them, he wouldn't have made them. So you need to find one and listen to him. Find you a good one. <laughs> Maybe a good couple even. They're scattered around. <clears throat> but uh Pastor Don's just been a blessing to me. I I don't know where I, I certainly wouldn't know what I know now if I hadn't been listening to his preaching and teaching. And I thank God for it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it very much. Brother Pete, down in Australia, you want to call in, you can, brother. I'd appreciate it if you would. If he calls in, Brother Kevin, I want you to put him on, okay? Okay. Okay, if he calls in. But, um, folks, I just want to, hey, there ain't none of that pre-scripted, folks. That stuff's from the heart. That's from the heart of these folks. And you in the chat room, I don't know who you are. I, I, I Excuse me, I know one. Brother David Hummel, you could call in, too, as well. Brother David, let me tell you something about Brother David Hummel. Brother David Hummel ain't got squat, okay? But you know what that boy does? He practices what he believes, all right? I can tell you that for sure. He came down here for Thanksgiving. He got to to meet this old redneck, and I got to meet him. Got to press flesh, hug his neck, meet him, and I appreciate him. I appreciate him. He does He does everything he can possibly do to help out. Even though he really can't, he does, folks. That's saying, that, that's saying I hate his lot more than some of you tit suckers. 
words, okay? Because that's that, that's what some of you are, and I'm and I say that with love. Maybe you've never heard this kind of teaching and preaching before. All right, maybe it's new to you. But to whom much is given, much is required. See, see, without the knowledge, without knowledge, there is no transgression. Where there's no law, there's no transgression. But you've heard the truth. I could go. We could go over scripture after scripture after scripture in the context of what we're talking about now. All right. And the onus is off of the word. The onus is on you. If so be the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. And the tree will bear the fruit. Simply put, that's what the Lord's going to tell us here in a chapter or two as we continue on. The Lord's going to destroy every excuse that you could possibly have other than just pure pride and Jewish selfishness. All right? The attempt. I got a dollar bill in the mail from somebody from Canada that can't even afford to buy his own groceries. And he he refuses. He And I still got that dollar bill. He refuses to give me his address where I can reciprocate and get people in the congregation here to reciprocate to help them out. You know what I think? This is just my opinion. I think when the Lord puts pulls that lever for rewards at the judgment seat of Christ, that it's going to cover him up. Because it reminds me of that widow where all the, the, high, the, the highfalutins come by, you know, and... They throwed in of their wealth, but she came by and she put in all she had. Oh, Father God, please forgive. I hate talking about this subject. The ones that know me know that this is drawing me up like a prune. But it needs to be said, not for my benefit, for yours. Because in re- you're the one that actually gets the blessing, folks. <laughs> do, do you believe it? That's what the book says. Like Sister Maureen talked about the business doubling. That's an that's a answer to the promise in 1 Corinthians. My God is able to, to make everything abound towards you because of your giving. Let him that is taught in the word communicate to him that teaches. Guess what the very next turn to, Brother Dave turned to Galatians 6, 6. And I want you to read that okay. at 610 and read the very next verse that follows it. A lot of people think that, um, while Brother Dave's turning there, a lot of people think that, be not deceived, God is not mocked whatsoever man soweth. That's he also um, read. They think that's got to do with sin. Folks, that's got to do with giving. And I'm fixing to prove it to you, Brother Dave. Okay, Galatians 6, 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap corruption. Life everlasting. Amen. 
See, they sow it to the flesh. That's that selfishness. That's I'm going to take care of myself first. Okay? And if you come up with any fairy tale excuse that you don't know me or who I am, my life's an open book, folks. You That dog won't hunt. Everybody knows my phone number. Everybody knows my address. Everybody knows where I live. Everybody knows my email address and my regular address. My name is Don Spears. That's not a fake screen name. Okay? And this is all, all this started over a hospital where I had to go to the hospital because I, I, because I needed help and still do. And like I said, I heard nothing but silence. Now, what would that tell you if you were in my position? Hmm? It'd tell you exactly what I said. Spiritually speaking, the ones that heard ain't worth the powder and shot it'd take to blow them to hell, simply speaking. And I'm saying that spiritually with love. Or as the Apostle Paul said, am I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? See, he had problem with the Corinthian church, the CI church, that's what I call them. The only ones that the Apostle Paul lauded were his, his beloved Philippians because it didn't matter where Paul needed anything or not, they were right there to give. And he loved them for it. And folks, I hope did Brother Pete call in yet, or is he going? Is he going to be bashful and not do it? <laughs> He's not on. I don't even know if he was able to hear you. He's he, not logged on right now. At oh, all. He, he's not logged on. Well, bless his heart. I'll, I'll get him on some other time. Brother David Hummel, can you call in? Bless his heart. Brother David Hummel paid for my ambulance. My visit, my, my ambulance called Brother David Hummel paid for it. Brother David Hummel can't even afford to pay, but he did. You know what the Lord's going to do? I can guarantee you the blessings that Brother David Hummel get. All right? I know it will. I know the Lord. The Lord don't lie. You, Some of you folks think it's all about just getting saved and going to heaven, being with Aunt Lucille. No, Christianity is a walk. It's a way of life. It is a it is a turnaround from a past worldly life to a walk, a sacrificial life. It's about sacrifice. It's about dying to self. You folks don't know nothing about dying to self. Now, where if the shoe fits, wear it. If it doesn't wear it, you don't have to worry about anything. See. But where the Spirit of God is, there is conviction. If your face is getting flushed and you're getting ticked, that's the Spirit of God. Maybe you don't even know it's the Spirit of God. Trying to get you on the right path. And like I said, whether I, I may die tomorrow, folks. But this, what I'm telling you here, is for your benefit. That's not double speak. That's the word of God. 
You want the Lord to think you're blessed? Do you want God to love you? <laughs> God's love depends. I'm I'm not talking about the love of salvation and for God so loved. That's not what I'm talking about. The Lord loveth a cheerful giver. Does it not say that, Brother David? There's a mute button again. Yes, it does. Yeah, amen, it sure does. The Lord loveth the cheerful giver. And then there's that, that, un- that conditional promise about giving, how the Lord will multiply things. It may be through health. It may be finances. It may be family uh, relationships. It may be child safety. It could be all kind of things, see? Because the Lord works in you both the will and the do of his good pleasure. And when you don't go along with that will, he beats the hell out of you one way or the other. Because if he don't, you're a bastard and not a son, no matter how you think you believe in God. Because James plainly tells you the Bible, that the, the devils believe and tremble. What good does it do them? They have a head knowledge, not a heart knowledge as Sister Maureen was saying. You see, the heart is an organ that pumps, that nourishes. The heart, the drop down from the head to the heart, the belief in the heart, it pumps out. It is active. It's active. The brain is stagnant. The brain is sedimentary. It's stagnant. Belief in the heart is action, action, action. That's the reason our Lord and Savior can say, by their fruits you shall know them. Because it's impossible for a for a wicked bad tree to produce good fruit. And as we go through five, six, and seven in Matthew, when the Lord starts tearing down all your little idols. And your and your family excuses, and yet you just can't afford it. No, you can't afford not to. Not if you intend on living in the life eternal. Or as Brother Dan Allen used to say, the paycheck on the other side. Brother Dan was with me for a short time. I talked to him on the telephone this past Sunday. He may be back in with us before too long. He used to read for me a little bit. But he got it. He understood. He got that. It is literally, worldly speaking, a paycheck on the other side of what's done here. And I ain't talking about sending somebody a can of Campbell's soup, okay? I hope, I pray, Lord Jesus, as my witness, I hope this is the last time this ever has to come out of my mouth, this stuff here. Because just like my pastor hated to talk about it, and so do I. Because it makes you look like a raving television preacher, which I hate, I detest with all my detestability. I can't stand them. The Cadillac driving, plane flying, motel staying, bunch of reprobates that fleece the flock and don't give them nothing in return. Where they could, they can't read rub two verses of scripture together and wouldn't know how to apply them or rightly divide the word of truth to save their life. But yet they just keep sucking in their money because they got a nice building and because they got a fancy suit and got a nice car and oh, it's prosperity gospel. 
lie out of the pits of hell. Well, I have to do so-and-so for my kid. Your kid ain't going to be on the other side. If the Lord can't take care of your kid better than you can, you ain't got... Don't you get it? What universe do you come from? All the Lord has to do is twitch one of his hairs on his beard, if so be he has a beard, and they're out of here. And the Lord's going to deal with that as well. If ye be an evil, give good to your children. You know, he got, and on and on and on. He came to divide, folks, not to bring together. To divide families, not to bring them together so everybody could sing Kumbaya till you're six foot under. If you love me, he said, we'll keep my commandments. It's that simple. Man, Paul had so much problem with it. Bless his heart. They beat him. They scourged him. Every now and then, Paul would get on one of his high horses, and he'd do exactly what I've done tonight. He'd lay out a case. Oh, he, he, I'm going to paraphrase now. In Corinth, he said, you think all these other guys are something? Which really, no, they ain't no different. They, they're really nothing. I'm more. Saved to such and such day or so. Beat this many times, that many times. In shipwrecks, in blah, 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 blah. I give myself to you. I sacrifice my life for you, for your benefit. That's what Paul said. Are you calling yourself your apostle, Paul? No. I'm saying I patterned my life and my ministry after him, like I told you the other night. Or I try my best, and I fall way short. I'm nothing but a wicked sinner saved by grace, folks, fighting the battle day by day just like you do. But you know what? <laughs> the giving battle I won a long time ago. I won that battle a long, long... As a matter of fact, that should be one of the first battles a baby Christian wins because it determines where your heart's at. It determines where your heart's at. Your heart in your automobile? Is your heart in your in your education? Is your heart in your television? Is your heart in your freaking cats? Or your dog? Or your parakeet? Or your goldfish? The stupid goldfish has got more retainability or, or uh, what, are they, what is it, uh, attention span than you do. Supposedly, anyway, that's what they say these days. They, that old perver- third person plural, got more of an attention span than you do. Those of you that keep your eyes drilled in a television, And, folks, I say none of this stuff out of malice, folks. Don't you even pretend. Don't you even go there. I tell you out of love. Because I want you to prosper. I want you to grow. I want you to understand the joy of the Lord. I want the fruits of the Spirit to abound in you more and more. Love, joy, peace, 
long-suffering, on and on. I want that for you. That is my goal. That is my life. But for those of you that got a job every Friday when the old boss man comes along, just wonder if he just walks right on by you and you've sweated all week long. What would you do? I wonder how you'd feel then. See, and you will get mad because, see, I busted your God. I took a sledgehammer to what you love the most. Or as our blessed, beloved Lord said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And I tried to take a 10-pound sledgehammer and beat the hell out of it tonight. There is no excuse. See, there is none. Whether it's a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars, or fifty cents, it makes no difference. The Lord knows your heart. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And as bad as it now, you, and you start understanding why it wouldn't, but. Twelve apostles with thirteen counting Paul. Really, Paul was the twelfth. Matthias should never been chosen. That was done by casting dice instead of waiting on the Lord for the apostle Paul to be called out. Peter jumped the gun like he usually did. All have seen it come short of the glory of God. Paul actually the twelfth apostle. But see, you wouldn't learn that anywhere else. Because they don't. Ninety percent of them out there don't know the book anyway. Pete, ever get back in, Kevin? Oh, Brother Pete's got a wonderful testimony, and I, w- I would love for all y'all to hear it. No, yeah, he must have. He must have got scared when I mentioned it before the program. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably call me after the program. <coughs> Excuse me, and jump on me. <laughs> anyway, David Hummel ever call in? No, sir. He didn't call in either. Okay, Dave, y'all, I'll let you go, brother. <laughs> I'll let you go. Let's go to Matthew, Brother Dave and Brother Chad. Okay. Amen, amen. What verse was, what's the last verse we was in, Brother? I forgot. Uh, well, we were in uh, we did, chapter we, we four. Got to chapter five. We got to the end of chapter four, right? Uh, where's my notes here? I tell you what, it don't, it don't, yeah. it, huh? About uh, more than halfway. Yeah, we're more than halfway. Just go ahead and, and start halfway down. I've been in five, six, and seven all day. I just went ahead and I figured I'd go through. Just I figured we was almost through four, so I'd go ahead and stay five, six, and seven. But go ahead halfway down into four and let's get started. Yeah, brother sure. David, if you would, open us in a word of prayer, brother. Amen. Yes. Father, in Jesus' name, we come tonight. We give you thanks for this word. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your provision. We thank you that you see our needs before we ask and that you pour out the fulfillment, those 
needs that we have that you fulfill them and you do them in perfect timing and you use people. And I thank you, Lord, that you allow people to work together with you that they could have eternal inheritance, eternal rewards from these works, working the works of God together with you. Yes, Father. And Lord, we thank you that indeed everything that we have is given by you. And we acknowledge that and are grateful for it. And tonight as we go through the New Testament and survey, we pray that the Holy Spirit use Pastor Don and that you anoint him to speak clearly and articulately by the Spirit those exact words that you want spoken, those exact messages, those exact enlightening phrases that will click and that will cause people to repent and to change, to be exhorted, to be encouraged to take a new path, Lord. And tonight, we're grateful for that in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. 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 Before we just go, I want to, I, before we go any further in Matthew, I want to show y'all the greatest, I want to show y'all the most profound and the greatest prayer promise in all of the Word of God that you can bank your soul on. Okay? I know about all those verses, asking you shall see, seeking you shall find, knocking. I know all about that, but let me show you. Let, 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 let me just show you one of the most fantastic prayer promises that if you believe it, if you, if, if you, when we, when we go there, brother, brother, uh, Chad, turn to First John chapter five. Well, I'm sure thing. Yes, yes. And I'm going to show you this, and you're going to understand why your some of your prayers are answered and why some are not. That because God promises that He will answer. If He, he promised, there's nothing. There's no strings attached, but one. There's only one string attached to the greatest prayer promise in the Word of God. Only one. And when we see it, you're going to understand. You're going to understand completely. If the Spirit of God dwells in you. I want you to read verse 14 and 15, 1 John chapter 5. And then, Brother Dave, I want you to go to, to um, Romans chapter 12. Okay. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Read that again. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask... I want you to read the whole thing over again, those verses. Sure, yeah, yeah. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Got that, folks? Did you see the kicker? Did you see the condition? The condition is his will. See, a Bible student that loves the Lord will be scurrying scurrying through the book to search out the will of God. 
Oh, no, God, no. Don't even, don't even give me that. I'm fixing to give you one of the most important ones that'll, that'll end. Once you get this one down, the rest will just come natural. One of them is, this is the will of God. You abstain from fornication. That's one perfect one, okay? Paul tells you that plainly. That is the will of God. Okay, now let me show you the one that's the kicker. Brother Dave, read Romans chapter 12. I want you to listen close because of what I said earlier. I want you to listen close. Here's another will of God. This is the one you don't like. This is the one that encompasses everything I was talking about previously. Verse 1 and 2, Romans 12. Okay, Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Watch it now. Ye, Watch it now. Go ahead. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Yeah. Do you see there, folks? Do you see there? You want to know what the will of God is? The first verse is the kicker. That's the sacrifice. That's the sacrificial life. That's the, the, the denial of self. And our blessed Lord is going to tell you the same thing in his words, to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. And then everybody goes running for a styrofoam cross. <laughs> This old flesh is a trip, isn't it? It's got you by the nads, and you know it does. That's why you have to separate yourself from it. You have to tell it no. It'll say, no, but I need this. You've got to say, no, you don't. No, I'm serious. People think you're schizophrenic. Romans 7 comes into play. Talk to it. No, you don't need that. Yes, I do need that because blah, 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 blah. It's a battle, folks, not a recreation game. There, it's war. Or as Paul says, hey, no man goes to war of his own volition. He gets paid to go to war. <laughs> in his discourse on giving in 1 Corinthians. But anyway. Let's get back. Let's go on. Let's get into Matthew. Let's get into some 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 good doctrine. Okay, brother, go ahead, Matthew. Amen. Just signing into the chat room. I was un, unsigned there. Okay, Matthew, chapter four. Yes, here we come. Matthew chapter four. We're just after the temptations here. And we'll start in 16. 16 sounds good. Matthew 4, 16. The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, 
for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay, now that was a quote, that was a prophecy fulfilled out of the book of Isaiah. And like I told, like I told you when we first started this review of Matthew, you're going to see this, that this is the scripture that was fulfilled of such and such the prophet. Matthew's big on that. Over and over and over again, this is the scripture that was fulfilled by the prophet, that was fulfilled by the prophet. And that's what Matthew's big on because he's talking about the king. This book is about the king and the kingdom. Okay, go ahead, Brother Chad. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Oh, uh, I, brother, you must have the wrong translation. I, Peter, I thought Peter, uh, Peter and them. I thought they said first of all they had to go, uh, they had to go take care of something else. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, Peter said he had to go uh, take his wife down to the grocery store first. Didn't he? Uh, they didn't look back. No, they didn't look back. Didn't look back at all. That that was that straight was way. That straight was way life. means they dropped what they were doing and went. It's called that word that Americans despise. They that it's called obedience. Americans love the word excuse. The Laodicean church loves the word excuse. And my God, have they ever got them. And so do you, and so do I. And we have to fight against that. Because this old flesh will make every excuse in the world to keep from serving his creator. The way the book says to do. Continue, brother. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them, and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. And Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Y'all believe that? You Amen. really believe that? You really believe he healed somebody and made all them diseases go away? Y'all really believe that? Or is this just an old dusty book that has no relevance for today? Mm, you believe? Do you really believe it? You really believe that tomb opened as he walked out? That's about as far as it goes, isn't it? That's about as far as it goes in some in some of your life. Some of you's life. That's about as far as it goes. Is you may, you believe it? He walked out. That's where it stops then everything else is about you. Folks, listen. I've been there and done that. I know what it's like to be that way. And you think everything's going good's a blessing. <laughs> oh, yes. You think because everything's smooth, it's a blessing. And it's a freaking curse. And it's going to damn you from the word go. If you don't understand this book, 
if you don't understand the doctrines in this book and obey them and bust your tail trying. And the Lord will know your heart. This book already knows your heart. Brother Dave, go to Hebrews chapter 4 and read verse 12, brother. See, this book's got your number, folks. Brother Don don't have to say, all I got to do is just go to the scriptures and start quoting, because this book knows you and tells all about it. Human nature's never changed since the fall in the garden that we'll be in Sunday night. Lord willing. Oh, we're going to hit some good stuff Sunday night. Please don't miss Sunday night's program. You'll hear some things you've never heard before. That'll be absolutely true. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, Brother Dave. Let me show you how this book knows you and tells it all. Okay? Go ahead, Brother Dave. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Bingo. Think I'm making it up? You believe that? Do you believe it with your heart? Like Sister Maureen said. Because if you do believe it in your heart, that part of that heart's continuously boom, 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 boom. It's action. Boom, 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 boom. It's flowing blood out to nourish the rest of the parts of the body. Boom, 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 boom. You know you are a body, right? Ye are the body of Christ. Boom, 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 boom. What has right for one part of the body to say, I have no need of the other? Paul says, can the hand say to the foot, I have no need of thee? No, not at all. Because, boom, boom, the real heart is action, action, action. It bears fruit, fruit, fruit. If it ain't bearing fruit, it's dead, dead, dead. And you're living a lie. Thus saith the word of God, and thus saith the Lord Jesus Christ, and as far as that goes, the rest of the book. Boom, boom, boom. Next verse, Brother Chad. Verse 24. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, Oh, so there, what did we learn in that verse right there, Brother Dave? That very verse he just read, what did we learn there? Uh, Look at it close. We see there is a difference between insanity and demon possession. Lunatic and a demon-possessed person are two different individuals. See that? Amen. See that, Brother Dave? Yes. Most people read through there and never get it, never see the difference. Next chapter, Brother Dave, you pick up on the next chapter and give Brother Chad a little break. 
Okay. We got one more verse there. Let's just oh, finish. Okay. Go, go ahead, brother. And also, and also those that had the palsy, and he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond Jordan. Absolutely. Amen. Not one misfire. Not one misfire. Not one. They didn't, not one. Oh, you didn't have enough faith to get healed. Not one Benny Hinn moment. <laughs> not one Ernie Sainsley moment. <laughs> that's not that, that, have enough faith. That's the problem with you. You don't believe hard enough. Yeah, not one of them. Nope, nope. Healed every single one. Not one misfire. Next chapter, Brother Dave. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Okay, stop right there. Stop, stop right there. I've got, to, I've got to go to the restroom for a second. I'll be back in just a second. If y'all have got anything you want to say, say it. I'll be back in about 45 seconds. Okay. You know that uh, verses where it talks about if all his mirac- if we had mentioned all his miracles, there would be too many volumes to fill. You know that right. one, Brother Dave? Yes, I do. Because I got to thinking about this the other day, and people are, you know, like, I mean, the fame of Jesus. If we could, there's something like, what, a hundred and something miracles that are in the scriptures that they, that they, that they said, okay, well, th- this is here. But then you had, I think it was in John and in Luke, where there's like, there's too many miracles for us to even cover. Like right. right there, right there in chapter four, we saw him. It said he he cured them all. You know, not only is there a difference between lunatic and demon possessed, it seems like there was a lot of people that needed healing in in, in those times. Excellent, excellent point. And do you think that um, there this these places that he healed? Do you think that it was? Did do you realize it was a cosmopolitan area? Do you folks know history well enough to know it was a centerpiece in the Roman Empire? Do you know mm-hmm. every Tom kind of Tom, Dick, and Harry was there, or do you, or does people try to keep that away from you? Hmm? We'll run across a place later on where a Canaanite dog even gets healed. Hmm. <laughs> Amen, Brother Dave. Amen. <laughs> Oh, yes, they don't want you to know that. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Okay. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Okay, here we go. This is the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. This is not the kingdom of God, even though the kingdom of God is present. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. In other words, it's not physical. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, according to the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 and Romans chapter 14. It's not something you can see. In Luke chapter 17, the Lord tells you, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. You cannot see it. This is the kingdom of heaven he's talking about. This is not the kingdom of God. Things different are not the same. The kingdom of heaven started with Saul and ended with Jeconiah. It was snatched away with the curse on Jeconiah. 
But now the king is back. The king is here. Therefore, he's preaching the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. A literal, physical, visible kingdom. And he's vying for the throne of David, which has never taken place yet, but will in the kingdom of heaven in the millennial reign. And we're fixing to see this is the constitution of the kingdom. These things will be enforced to the letter. And ye, brethren and sisters, that are in, that get in during this time of the dispensation of the grace of God, will be rulers over cities, kings and priests, and will dictate and will enforce the laws of the kingdom of heaven during this period of time, in which some you will cut their sap-sucking heads off. Because the Lord's coming back not as the, the lovely Lamb of God, meek and mild, but as a king that's mad as hell and ready to kick butt and take name, as we see in Revelation chapter 17, 18, and 19. Okay? You got that? If you ain't got it, you better get it because you're right. You're in a you're in an age right now where you better be thankful and you better apply the blessings you have and you better work at it. Not for your salvation, but work out your salvation with fear and trembling. See, like I said the other night, we went to the scriptures. That's in Philippians, by the way. And let God work out in you, for it is God that worketh in you both the will and to do of his good pleasure. You better allow him to do it. You say, he's going to do what he wants to. No, he won't. Because he wants a willing heart that he can use, a heart that's pliable, and he loves obedience. Because it shows his lordship and his mastership over you. And if you don't, then he won't. You got that? I'm going to say it one more time. If you don't, he won't. And every sap-sucking excuse you can pull out of an excuse machine will not get you by at the judgment seat of Christ. Continue, Brother David. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Okay. Each one of these commands, each one of these things that the Lord lays out has spiritual application to you right now. I said spiritual application. I did not say doctrinal application. Okay. The meek in spirit. All right. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. There's a bunch of folks poor in spirit. How do you reckon they're faring today? What about those Christians overseas that's getting slaughtered? And how's their kingdom going? <laughs> See, that's what makes atheists, folks. They don't understand the book and they don't rightly divide it. That's what makes atheists. Because all these promises the Lord makes, it looks like they, that they're non-existent. Unless you live in a enclosed compound and everything's taken care of for you, 
and and and, and it's something happening to them folks way off out yonder. See, see, that's our problem. We see we we tend to look at things like, oh, that's for them, when we're supposed to be all members of one body. When one part hurts, the other part's supposed to hurt. When the foot hurts, it makes the arms and the head uncomfortable. It should. See how far we've gotten away from the true teachings of the book? See, you see what I mean? Jelly bean. Folks, I'm not being mean. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm begging you to listen. I'm begging you to let the Spirit teach you. But each one of these things we run across, we're even going to get across some and in, in, in just a few minutes, we're going to run across some things that's it's absolutely going to look like contradictions. I'm going to show them to you when we get to them. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Oh, that's a good one with good spiritual application. Paul says in Romans, do good to them that despise. Pray for them that get that that pray for your enemies. Do good to them that despitefully use you. Man, that's some tough stuff, folks. It then he says, as much as life within you, which Paul's being pragmatic. He's the most pragmatic teacher there is in the New Testament, by the way. As much as life within you, live peaceably with all men. Sometimes it's not possible. There's a time to kill and a time to heal. There's a time to beat the hell out of somebody when the situation arises. And there's also a time to turn the other cheek. See? And if the Spirit of God dwelleth in you, you'll know when those times are and when to do what and when you're supposed to do it. But you're never going to know it unless you're in fellowship with the one that died for you. See? That's how important that daily personal fellowship is. So you'll know that you're doing the right thing with all confidence. Continue, Brother Dave. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. I guess all them liberal peacemakers, (laughs) you think they're the children of God? (laughs) See what I mean? do what, Wasn't brother? the Colt 45 called the peacemaker? You got that right, brother. <laughs> There's your good peacemaker right there. And, folks, if things keep going the way they're going, and they will, you better get you a Colt because that time to kill, it won't be far. It ain't that far ahead of us. I just feel so sorry for my brethren in Great Britain and Australia that, that, that were there where the firearms are taken away. It's going to be a slaughterhouse like the days of the Inquisition. Unless they get something to protect themselves. Oh, I know the Lord protects you. Don't give me that spiritual speak. I understand that. But it's like I mentioned to you the other night. You think you can walk out in front of a tractor-trailer truck and you think the Lord's going to protect you? Well, he might. Then again, he might not. But you're supposed to have enough spiritual sense not to do it. Or as the old Methodist preacher used to say, used to say I think it was um, 
Sam Jones, God don't do nothing for you that you can do for yourself. Thank you, Sam Jones. Continue, brother. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. There you go. Blessed are they that are persecuted for righteousness' sake. How many of you can actually say you've been persecuted for righteousness' sake? If you've ever preached on the street, you've been persecuted. I'm sure you've been called every name in the book. That's that's a little persecution. Ain't nothing like the, the martyrs yet. You think that's persecution because somebody calls you a racist? You think that's persecution? <laughs> Come on, folks. Sticks and stones. Sticks and stones. But some of you, and some of you downloaders, are more worried about what somebody thinks about you than are worried about what God thinks about you. Some of you will stand behind Scripture that's nice and sweet and lovable. But when it comes to that sword and it starts cutting, you don't want to do that because you don't want to be associated with that one, see. So somebody might disagree with you and look down on you for associating yourself with that old mean book. Lord got your number. Continue, Brother Dave. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. There you go. That's what you want. That's the kind of persecution you want. You always want to be persecuted for the right thing, not for the wrong. Brother Peter's got a little dissertation about that in First Peter chapter 4 and 5. And he said if you're persecuted, if you're suffering for wrongdoing, you just take it patiently, you know. Because the problems you you know you you created the problem, so you just take it patiently. Everything will be okay. But you want to be persecuted for the right for doing right. You want to be persecuted for doing right because there is reward at the end of that tunnel. And why why would it surprise you that you would be persecuted for doing right? Hey. They hated your Lord. What makes you think they're not going to hate you? If the world loves you, you're none of his, folks. I'll just flat out tell you. If the world loves you, if the world's got its arm around you, the devil's got his other arm around you. Okay? You can call yourself a closet Christian. You can say you just don't have the courage. You can blah, blah, blah all you want to. If the world loves you, you're none of his. How do I know that? Friendship with the world is enmity with God. Not my opinion. Go to James 4, Brother Chad. Okay. Read about them adulterers and adulteresses. James 4. Yeah. Verse 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Wow. Brother Dave, please go to 1 John chapter 2 and read verse 14 through 16. Okay. 
Okay, First John chapter 2, verse 14. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong, ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's good enough, brother. That's, that's poignant. That's straight to the point. Word of God. Argue with the book, folks. Don't argue with the preacher. I'm just giving you the book. Not out of context, in the context of what we're speaking about. Continue on now in Matthew. Okay. Verse 12. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You think I was making that up about that rewards at the end of the tunnel? But see, you want your three score and ten to be smooth here, see? Even though three quarters of the New Testament tells you it ain't going to be if here it is. <laughs> Doctrine is not taught today. Your wife won't like it. Well, big deal. Let her leave. Better for her to leave and you obey God. If she won't get right, that's her fault. You ladies, if your husband wants to love the world and you serve God, do it in meekness and fear. Keep your mouth shut. Just serve God. Maybe he'll come over to to your side. Maybe maybe he will. That's in 1 Peter chapter 3. Paul's a little bit tougher on it, but I just gave you what Peter had to say about it, okay? Well, it may embarrass my kids. Good, great, fantastic. They need to learn persecution. You've given them everything they've wanted. You've paid their bills. When they ought to be doing it themselves or suffering the consequences where they can learn something, how can they learn something when you do everything for them? You're hurting the hell out of them. Ask my girls. They'll tell you. Continue, brother. Verse 13. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is Thenceforth, good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. In another place, it says it's good for the dunghill. Do you know what the dunghill is, folks? Do you want me to put that in the modern-day YouTube English vernacular? Do you really? Maybe I should. Do you know what the dung hell is? I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to get gross on you. But that's the Lord speaking. Paul said everything, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) Paul said everything he ever accomplished prior to his conversion was dung. He counted it but dung that he might win Christ. Every great thing Set it to feet of Gamaliel. Talk face to face by the Lord. I can go on and on. He said, I, yet I'll glory 
in my infirmities. Man, was he. What do you think modern-day psychiatry would think about him? He said it's nothing but dumb, nothing but crap, nothing but poo, nothing but doo-doo. You want me to go on? Oh, archaic book seems to be um, right on target and up to date, doesn't it, brethren? Amen, amen. Continue on, Brother Day. Verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. No, they shouldn't. But They shouldn't. But it sure is. There's a bunch of basket Christians. There's a bunch. Either they're not or either they're not Christian or they all got a basket, okay? Continue, brother. But on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. See your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I wish I could shout and praise the Lord Jesus Christ for the good works I've seen, and just a little example that I've used at the start of the program, but I can't do that, only to the ones I mentioned, okay? Only to the ones that I mentioned are the exceptions. Good works, what have you done this week that could be classified as good work for the you think You think it's your job that you get paid for and you buy groceries, and you feel you fulfill your fleshy desires, and that kind of, you think that's work for the Lord? I trow not. Because work for the Lord is sacrificial. It'll always be sacrificial. Just like giving is sacrificial. Just like the Lord says, it's a sacrifice. Paul calls it a sacrifice in both Hebrews, and he calls it a sacrifice as well in 1 Corinthians, as he also does in Galatians. It is a sacrifice, and it's well-pleasing to God. Continue, brother. Yeah, you know, there's two sides to this coin that here, you know, and it says here that they may see your good works. Mm-hmm. And you know how... There's scriptures that say, you know, do what you your prayer in secret. Oh, yeah, right. And don't let your right hand know what your left hand is mm-hmm. doing. You give. And yeah, we're going to get to that. Yep. Yeah. And I just was thinking this is a good word to keep in mind, too, that there's a time for our good works to be seen by men. Absolutely. Absolutely. That God would get glory. As a matter of fact, let's just go to the scripture and go to First Timothy chapter two, read the last couple of verses. Okay. See what Paul says about this. First Timothy chapter two. Verse fourteen. The last couple of verses? Mm-hmm. I think they are the last two verses in chapter two or chapter three. I think it's chapter two. Six must be. Where it says some men's works are open beforehand. 
maybe chapter three. Uh, let's see. It's not chapter three. Works. Brother Chad, you just read it the other night. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I thought it was two or three ones. The last two verses in in First in Timothy, two or three one, I thought. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's not chapter two. And it's not chapter three, like Brother Dave said. Let's try four. Is that First Timothy five, seventeen and eighteen? Yeah, uh, that's it. First Timothy twenty four. Or is it chapter four? Which one is it, guys? Uh verse twenty four. Go ahead. First oh. Timothy chapter five. Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment. And some men they follow after. Is that what you were looking for? Yes, and likewise. And, oh yes, likewise also the good works of some are manifest beforehand, and they that are otherwise cannot be hid. That's right, it's the judgment seat of Christ. There's your best. a good example of both, right there, what Brother Dave was talking about. Back to Matthew. Yes, verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Absolutely, and it was on the cross when he said, Testelestai, it is finished. Every jot and tittle was fulfilled. It had to be. The law required it. had to be fulfilled. And it was by our Lord Jesus Christ and his perfection and his fulfilling of every jot and tittle is what allows you, a him as kinsman and redeemer, allows you to enter the presence of God by the free gift. Continue, brother. Verse 19, Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. In the kingdom of heaven, in the kingdom of heaven, in the kingdom of heaven. This is the constitution of the kingdom. Don't forget it. Go ahead, brother. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Are you better than the Pharisees? They never missed a tithe. <laughs> oh, I hate to keep bringing that up, but I just, the opportunity just keeps coming and I just can't help myself. <laughs> God called, hey, the ones that didn't, he called God robbers. We read it the other night in Malachi. The ones that didn't, he called God robbers. Have we robbed you, God? Simple, tithes and offerings. See? After giving you eternal life, promising you eternal life, 
with inheritance and rulership and everything he's promised you, and you are so sorry that you love a Jewish printed piece of paper more than you do obedience to God. You don't even deserve the name Christian. If that's so be, that's the way you are. And by your fruits you shall know them. Continue, Brother Dave. Okay. Verse 21. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. Now, here we go. Here is the Lord shifting gears from literal to spiritual. Slowly. Go ahead, brother. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. Okay, I want you to stop right there and let me explain this. He said he give he gives you a caveat. Ain't nothing wrong with being angry with your brother if you got a reason. Okay? Just like Paul said, as much as life within you live peaceably with all men, as much as life within you say. Caveat. Caveat. Not excuse, folks. I didn't say excuse. I said caveat. The Lord's got it covered. Now I want one of you, Brother Chad, look up Raka and explain to him what Raka means. Yeah, I'm actually, I just, I went there. Raka <laughs> means empty. That is a senseless, empty-headed man. Wow. I wonder if they, <laughs> well, you wouldn't be too much in danger of anything if you used that today, because there's a bunch of them empty-headed men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amen. But in the kingdom of heaven, you better be careful. If you call, if you would start hollering somebody's empty-headed and don't have no sense in the kingdom of heaven. Hollering rocker, rocker, because you'd be in bad danger. Danger of the judgment. Read it again, Brother Dave. Okay. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But what whosoever council? shall say. What council? Where's your council? You think that's for today? This is a good. This is evidence of exactly what I'm teaching you, folks: the doctrine of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. What freaking council? Okay, there ain't one. Don't even try. Boy, we're talking about a church. No, it ain't. Bunch of allegorizers. There's going to be a council in the kingdom of heaven when the Lord's sitting on David's throne. We'll read about that as we get further on in the kingdom with Jacob, Abraham, and Isaac, okay? And then there's a big surprise coming for all, for a lot of you downloaders and folks out there. A big surprise coming when we get there. I hope a big one, a big one, okay? No counsel today, so it's, for, it's not for now, it's for a different time. Continue, brother. But whosoever shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Brother Chad, go to the road to Emmaus, please, in Luke chapter 24. Okay. And I want you to go down there, and let's find out about this right here. Luke 24. Mm-hmm. 
Goes, let's slide on down there to where the Lord's on with them on the road to Emmaus with Cleopas and them. Oh, right, when they're, they don't know it's him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, I've been reading this over. I love this. Okay. Um, okay, so let's stop to that. Okay. This is a perfect example, folks, of rightly dividing the word of truth, folks, okay? In case you were wondering. Road to Emmaus, man. Yeah, and when they had found out his body, they came saying that he had also, that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do what? O fools. You reckon the Lord is going to go to hell? Didn't he not just say that if you call somebody a fool, you're in danger of hellfire? Did he say that, Brother David? Yes, he did. He didn't lie. He's the author of truth. I am the way, the truth, and the lie. But yet he called them fools. Paul calls them fools all the time. Oh, you fools and slow of heart. Reckon Paul went to hell for calling somebody a fool? Reckon you are going to hell because you've called somebody a fool in today's age? Reckon? But there will be a time when it will be. See? Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. This is talking about the kingdom of heaven, folks, not the kingdom of God. This is not the kingdom of heaven. We're not in the kingdom of heaven. The king is not here. Okay? Apparent contradiction. No contradiction at all. He means exactly what he says. Even in red letters. Yet he turns around after the resurrection and calls Cliffs and them fools. See why so many people get so screwed up? See why their doctrine is just so far out in left field they don't know what they're talking about? Because they don't know the book. They don't know how to they don't know how to rightly divide it. Oh, by the way, you'll only find Second Timothy two fifteen in the King James Bible. Check me out. Check me out. You wouldn't even know it. You didn't have this old English Bible. Continue, Brother Dave. Okay, verse 23. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First, be reconciled to thy brother. And then come and offer thy gift. Now, how many of you folks do that? Well, most of you, you don't know what a gift is. But what, 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 uh, how many of you do that? How many of you do that? You don't have to answer. I already know the answer. I'm Christ. I'm Israelite. I'm a Blah 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 blah. It's Back to the excrement of the Christmas turkey. 
and that's with love, of course, and charity. Continue, brother. Verse 25, agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. What judge? Going to be me or you? Know ye not ye shall judge the world? First Corinthians. Know ye not you'll judge angels? Think that's me and you, folks. After we've done been judged at the judgment seat of Christ and we have the mind of Christ and a new body, we'll be able to judge the rest of the world in these matters. Some will be over five cities, some over ten. That is if you obey now. Serve now, reign later. You reign now, you in a world of hurt later. And I say that with all seriousness, with deadly, deadly seriousness. Continue, brother. Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Guilty. How many hands can raise and say guilty? If you're not, you're lying at your teeth. If you're a man, if you're a faggot now, that's a different story. Continue, brother. And if thy right eye offend thee, plug it out, pluck it out, and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And that is definitely going to take place in the kingdom of heaven. Every red letter, every word will be performed to the jot and the tittle. Because the lake of fire, you do know, will be present. Boy, everybody can see it, Isaiah 65. You did know that, right? If you didn't, you don't study. Or you don't listen when you're taught. It will be plucked out. Hey, folks, he's going to rule. Have you forgot what he rules with? The last time I checked in my Bible, it was a rod of iron. Am I right, brethren? Amen. Yes. Take heed, folks. Spirit of God, please impress in their hearts that this is the absolute truth from the truth giver. Continue, Brother Dave. And if thy right hand defend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Ain't no grave there. Ah, <laughs> oh, you know, Ellers. Oh, this some idiot posted on Facebook that hell's just a Catholic doctor, blah, blah, to scare folks. I wish I could reach and grab him and twist his head around two or three times for lying because people suck that stuff up like with a sucking machine. You know why? 
It placates the flesh. It takes away responsibility. It takes away accountability. No, hell's a doctrine the Lord taught more than anybody else. Fear not him that can destroy the body, but fear him that can destroy both body and soul in hell. You got that? That's from the Lord himself. All right. Continue, brother. It hath been said, Whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a excuse me, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. Wow. Again. Go ahead, brother. Again, ye have heard that it hath been said by them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thy oath. Thine oath. Yep, thine oath. How many people have said, Lord, oh, Lord, just give me one more chance, Lord. I'll do it, Lord. Yes, I know I'm I'll do it, Lord. I'll do it. I promise you, Lord, I'll do it. Just don't make me go through this again, Lord. I'm, I'm telling you, Lord, I give you my oath. I'll do it. And then how soon are we to forget our oaths? Grace is sounding a whole lot uh, better now, isn't it, folks? Ain't that forgiveness of sin sounding a whole lot better? Now, see, this is for the kingdom of heaven, folks. You want to know about this divorce business? Paul's got a whole chapter on it in 1 Corinthians 7 where he takes the kingdom of God and gives you the doctrine of this stuff in 1 Corinthians 7. But you see, there's going to be sin during the millennial reign when the king's on the throne. Ain't you glad if you're born again and that you are the elect that you're going to be doing the judging, that all your sins are forgiven and forgotten and gone, and your rewards are in place, and you've given the and you're given the opportunity to be the judge then? Hmm? Doesn't that make you more responsible for your actions on day to day and doing things now? Doesn't it make you more responsible? Isn't it more responsible than the family and Aunt Lucille and blah, 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 blah? See, but see, you don't really believe that. Because if you did, boop, 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 that heart. See, like Sister said, that heart, boop. You don't like this, do you? I don't either. I don't either. And I have to preach it and teach it because it puts a world of responsibility on my shoulders and to whom much is given, much is required. Now, you understanding the battles now? You understanding the old new man and old man battle now a little bit more? Hope you are. Continue on, brother. 
I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Oh, it is. It is the city of the great king, and it will be again, contrary to the idiots in CI that don't know their right hand from their left and wouldn't know the word of God if it slapped them in the face three times a day. They want to know what they want. They, they want to know what sounds good to you. Okay? And they want to change it to make it fit what they like. And tell them I said so, Popcat. Continue on, brother. Neither shall shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. But let your communication be, yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. Ye have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. Man. And if any... <laughs> How many of you done that? You know, I, 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 I can honestly say I did it twice. And I sure have failed the mark on that. I, I, I took it absolutely... Li- when, I, when, when I first become a Christian... I took a bur- I, I took it twice on on the side of the face, but it is tough, and I must say I hadn't took it anymore. All right, because as much as life within you live peaceably with all men. All right, be a man, be a woman first, okay, but uh, but be right in what you do. Don't ever, not without a cause. Like the Lord said, the caveats. Don't forget the caveats. Continue, brother. And if any man will sue thee at law, at the law, and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. All the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> now everybody's looking to sue everybody for everything they got. All about self. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Go ahead, brother. And whosoever shall <laughs> compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. You see, folks, there, everything that I've said is doctrinally sound. Spiritual application, you can make spiritual application for everything Brother Dave has read and Brother Chad has read. See, you've got to know the difference in doctrinal application and spiritual application. Doctrinal application means it is a truth to be applied at the present time. Spiritual application, you can go back to Genesis 10, Genesis 9, Chronicles 4, all that. You find spiritual application all throughout the Word of God to apply to you. That's what some of the idiots out there in their allegorical, when they think they're interpreting something allegorically, really what they actually should be doing is putting spiritual application to something and not trying to make the spiritual application doctrinal application. See, that's the error they make. Our Christian forefathers didn't make that error for the first three centuries. Continue, Brother Dave. 
Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Wow. Go ahead, brother. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Now, Paul's got the same rendition in, in, in Romans. He's got practically the same rendition. He changes it a little bit. Okay, like I said, he throws in that as much as life within you, that caveat. But there's spiritual application to be made here. Okay? You don't have to fight every time, even when you're in the right, folks. Listen. Even sometimes when you're in the right, the best thing to do is just shut your mouth and walk away. And it'll heat coals, like Paul says, you give your enemy a glass of water and it'll put hell heap coals of fire on his head. Man, and that's easy to say. It's hard to do sometimes, okay? This old flesh is tough. This battle we're in here now is tough. This three score and ten ain't made to be easy. It ain't made to be easy. It was, If you're the elect of God, it never was made to, for it to be easy for you because you're here to accomplish something, not to live it up and have a good time. If the Holy Spirit, I wish the Holy Spirit would scream as loud as I can scream. Maybe Amen. I, I wish he would. I wish he would. And to some, he is. That's the way he works. To others, you can't hear nothing. You can't hear nothing. You're just a hearing old hillbilly redneck don't know upside and downside trying to teach you something. See, that's what you think. This is so deadly serious. This is as serious as a 270 bullet traveling at 3,600 feet per second headed for between your eyes, spiritually speaking. Because this is eternity we're talking about. This is not This is not growing old and getting old and feeble and dying and going to be with Aunt Sally. This ain't got no, 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 no. This ain't fables this is God's love letter to try to get you to get your act together and he uses the base things of this world of which I'm the basest to confound the wise and the things that are not to bring about the things that are that's the last few verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and see You've been Hollywoodized. You've been televisionized. You've been made to think that your reputation is all that matters. You've been made to think that what men think of you is is you're standing with the Lord, which is just the opposite. Paul puts it so beautifully. I just think we'll go there and read it. Brother Chad, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Please. 
Okay, I'm there. And I want you to drop down to where it, where Paul talks about not many of these brethren are called, not many of that, blah, blah, blah. I can't quote it all, but um, it's down there. It's the last, about the last three or four verses of chapter one. Right. You see, brethren, that's the way it starts out. Yes, yeah, for for ye see your calling, brethren. This is uh, 1 Corinthians 1, chapter 26. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Amen, amen, amen. amen. That's why I detest people that fear man. I detest them. I mean, they make me want to pee. Folks, let me tell you something. A reputation can be made in a moment. You can save somebody's life out from in front of a car, a burning building, and be built up like you're a hero. And then two days later, be caught in a bed with a whore and be destroyed. A reputation can be made in a moment and destroyed in a moment. But you know what? Character takes a lifetime to build. And it can't be destroyed because it's it's built by God. Don't forget that. All you men lovers and the people that fear men, when the book over and over again, old and new, tells you to not fear men, that the fear of men bringeth a snare, worrying about what somebody may think about you or what your kids may say about you, you better care what the Lord thinks about you and what he says about you. That's growth. That will get you blessing from the Lord. The other, it won't get you nothing but worldly fame, which dies at your last breath. You'll just be another pile, you'll just be another pile of dust and ashes in a, in a six-foot hole in the ground to the world. Unless they build a rock monument for you, and then it's going to wear away too. Take your choice. Never sacrifice the eternal on the altar of the immediate. I said it the other night, and I'll say it again. Never sacrifice the eternal on the altar of the immediate. Continue, brother. Verse 45, that ye may be the children of your Father, which is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same. Oh, my kids love me. They think I'm the greatest. Oh, these people think I've got such a good reputation. You just boil up with pride. 
<laughs> Ain't no different than a freaking Jew. Or a publican. You better be thinking about what the Lord thinks about you. Because that'll matter a million years from today, where the other won't matter past three score and ten or if, if by strength eighty. Or maybe even a hundred, who knows? But it don't matter, it's going to end. That old thumper's going to stop. That's when Katie bars the doors. That's when real life starts. That's when real reality begins. Continue, Brother Dave. Let's knock this on out. Yes. And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. End of chapter. Yep. Any questions in the chat room? Well, let's go a few verses in the next chapter. Brother Chad? Okay. Just a few verses and we'll shut her down. Sure thing. Matthew chapter 6. Take heed that ye do not your alms before men. Here's this verse Brother Dave was talking about. Take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. That's the reason seven days ago I said, hey, don't, if, you, if you help me in my time of need, don't even, put a return, don't even put your name on a return address. I want your rewards to be in heaven, okay? Whatever, you, it, it doesn't matter. You know, praise the Lord. It, it, it doesn't either way. It doesn't matter. All right. I hate even bringing up what people do, but I believe in taking care of my own, folks. I want to take care of the ones they deserve something because they're so faithful and loyal. Okay. I I listen. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you something. I treasure loyalty as much as I do anything. Okay? You got that? If there's anything to you at all, you should as well. The Lord sure did. And so did the Apostle Paul to where to the point to where it, the only one that stuck with him, he lost everybody except for Luke and Timothy. Continue, Brother Jan. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, 
pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And see there, folks, Paul says pray without ceasing. And there's nothing wrong in praying publicly, contrary to what one of my beloved brothers thought, okay, and parted company with me about, about street preaching and about praying publicly. But if you get, there's nothing wrong with that. Did not Paul and and Peter and them preach publicly and from house to house, Brother Dave? Yes, they did. Absolutely did. And when the Lord sends them, the disciples out, they preached publicly and prayed publicly. You see, folks, you got to rightly divide the word of truth. There's coming a time in the kingdom of heaven when all this open show of stuff will be put down like it should be because there won't be any more faith involved because the king's going to be on the throne and anybody can see him that wants to see him. So all the faith will be out, out the door. Now's the time for faith. Now's the time for grace and faith, folks. Not when the kingdom comes. Then it's all, it's Katie barred the doors, bye-bye. It's ruling with a rod of iron. It's pulling out an eye when it offends. It's cutting off a hand when it does wrong. It's if you look upon a woman to lust after, you in world are hurt. The Lord knows your heart. He is supernatural, will be supernatural. You'll be able to see into the person's heart. You'll be able to just like the Lord. Does not appear what we shall be, but when he shall appear, we shall be just like him, for we shall see him as he is. I posted the scripture today. Continue on, brother. Verse 7. But when ye pray... Use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Oh, yes. That long praying, those long prayers. Like the old preacher said, you could just about tell when you, you know, especially in these Baptist churches, you get some deacon stand up and he'll be up there for 15 minutes naming everybody he's ever met in his life and blah, blah. You can rest assured in his private life, he don't pray. You don't pray, you don't pray squat. You don't pray squat. More than likely, 90% sure. It's called relationship, folks. Like I said at the beginning of the program. It's just like talking to your friend. Is he your friend? Is he your father? Do you talk to your father? when your earthly father with these long flowing sentences and these long blah, 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 or do you get straight to the point with him? Unless you're in a deep discussion, that's a different ball game, Folks, you know what I'm talking about. I don't even have to explain. Continue on, brother. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before <laughs> ye ask him. <laughs> See there. Ah. Uh. Let's go ahead and, and 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 shut her down for the night. Any questions in the chat room? You guys got anything you want to add? Uh, no, not me. No, that's it. That's it for now. Oh, the preaching publicly. Um. It's a lot of times people think that, you know, the preaching is just for those people who are going to be saved. But the preaching is 
just as much preached for those who reject it as it is for those who receive it. Absolutely. Perfect point. So Absolutely. you can go out and preach to a room full of Jews, and if they all reject it, well, they have no excuse. Right. They're, because you know why, folks? There will be no excuses. There will be, I didn't hear. I didn't know. Oh, yes, you did. When did you know? You remember that guy on the street corner talking about Jesus Christ that time? Yes, you did know. There will be no excuses, folks. Good point, Brother Dave. Good point. Brother Chad, dismiss us in a word of prayer, brother. Yes, Heavenly Father, we thank you for our assembly, Lord, and we thank you for this precious time that we've been able to, to spend to, together, Lord, and, and, the, and your word, Lord. And we especially thank you that that uh, you dwell within us, Lord, and that we'd be connected to you, and, and we, we thank you for the ability to fellowship with you that you've given us this ability, Lord, that we can come straight to you and talk to you, Lord. Yes, Father. Through our precious, through your Son Jesus Christ, Father, that you've given us as that you've given as as the Lamb and the sacrifice who became sin for us, Lord. For we had no no chance and and no right and and no ability to ever be in your presence, Lord, if it were not for the Holy Spirit that dwelt inside us, Lord. And we pray for this assembly, Lord, and we pray for all those that are that are here tonight, Lord, and that are download in a future time, Lord. That uh that our that our consciences and then our Holy Spirit within us teach us what we need to know, Lord. And that we be willful, that we love our Lord Jesus, Lord, Father, that we love him and, and we do his commandments as he said, Lord, if you love me you will keep my commandments. And that commandment is to to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to use that strength, Lord, and to do the will of the inward man and not the outward man, Lord, that we may be able to walk in a Christian walk, Lord, and to be able to be called Christians as it is, as as, as a Christian is, Lord, and not as a Christian is thought, but as a Christian is in the heart, Lord, that we love you and that we are thankful for you and that we not forget all the things that you've done for us, Lord, things that we can't even imagine, what you did for us, going to the cross and nailing all of the sins for all of time from the beginning to the end, Lord, to that cross with you, that we that love you and that confess you with our mouths, Lord, be forgiven of our sins and be seen as you are seen by our Father in heaven as perfect. And we love you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you for covering us in your blood. Yes. Yes, Father. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 And amen. Brother Dave, if you would, go to First Corinthians 16. I want you to end this program with verse 22. Okay. And then you can give the contact information. Folks, I want you to listen to this closely, okay? I want you to listen to this verse closely that the Apostle Paul tells them a bunch of reprobate Corinthians, okay? And I want you to listen First, to it. First Corinthians 16, verse 22. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, 
let him be anathema maranatha. Y'all got that, folks? Oh, oh, by the way, in case you want to know what the Greek means, anathema maranatha, it means Paul's praying that they be accursed. Accursed till he comes. Imprecatory prayer, see. Thank you, Brother Dave. Go ahead and give contact info and we'll shut it. Contact information for Don Spears Ministries. His telephone number is 334-397-2333. The email address is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. That's respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. And you can go to the PayPal, and if you have an account there, it's easy to start one up. They're free. Once you have an account at PayPal, you can enter this account. It's the same as the email, respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. And you can make an offering electronically. Or you can go to uh, send your cards and letters and offerings to Pastor Don's home address, 3155 Louisville Street, Apartment D1, Clio, Alabama. That's 3155 Louisville Street, Apartment D1. D1, Clio, Alabama, 36017, 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, Brother Dave and Brother Chad. Thank you. Thank all y'all for your precious testimonies. I appreciate them from the depths of my heart. Thank you both for being there tonight in the chat room. God bless. Lord willing, we'll see you Sunday night in Genesis chapter 3. We'll have a good time in the Lord then. Good night, everyone. God bless. Good job, Brother Kevin. The love of God is greater far than tongue or can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair are down with care. Thank you.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.